Pastor Chooks, along with his wife, Pastor Toyin, are the lead pastors of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Through them, God is raising an army of ordinary men and women who are transforming and uplifting the standard of life in their communities through understanding and applying biblical principles. Pastor Chooks and Pastor Toyin frequently host workshops, seminars and conferences for transformation and uplifting of the complete man, complete woman and wholesome families. Some of the events and programs include the Dream Achievers Seminars and Conferences, Kingdom Financiers Conferences, Marriage Enrichment Courses and Seminars, For Wives Only Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camps, Limitless Men's Seminars. They are also the founders of the Power of Women Academy, a group mentorship for high-impact women. They also host the annual Power of Women Conferences and Events. For more information, please visit www.idelight.co.za and www.reslife.org.za or WhatsApp plus 27814210835. Good evening. Welcome to a beautiful, another Friday evening, a beautiful time when we chat about relationship it is thank god it's friday thank god it's friday i am actually grateful to god that it's another friday i look forward to the time we come to hang out here to share wisdom uh to help us build our relationships whether you are single whether you're married whether you are engaged whether it's complicated whether you're coming out of one you're going into another friday evenings is relationship time relationship wisdom time uh we we share wisdom that helps us build relationships, helps us uh, enjoy uh, the blessing of relating with one another, romantic relationships, uh, marriage relationships, and so on and so forth. Well, tonight, it's another edition. Yes. And we're continuing on the conversation we have been now for three weeks. Uh, this is the third week. Uh, so today is part three of why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships that's what, where we are tonight why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships so we we, we are having uh, a continuation of that conversation all right um tonight my wife is here with me um pastor tony go ahead yeah thank my, you for having me yeah we are very excited to do this um our relationship has been how many years 22 years 23 years? <laughs> Thereabouts, yeah. I think. It's <laughs> a long time, hey? Yes, it's been a long time. Um, so, so the things we share are the things that we, we have seen work in our relationship. We have seen work in other people's relationship. We have seen, you know, over the years that we have taught relationships and done this uh, seminars and conferences and workshops on relationships. And so we bring wisdom today. Mm. Uh, the things we have also experienced pastoring you know we are both pastors and uh, we have seen godly people end up in ungodly relationships godly people mess up their lives uh because they they couldn't discern and they ended up in ungodly relationships so we are sharing why do godly people why what happened why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships okay so we want to talk about um, a concept that we see, all right, uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill 
the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh is what produces ungodly relationship. Mm. Uh, we define an ungodly relationship as a relationship that pulls you away from God. Any relationship that violates the word of God and displeases God. Any relationship that does not glorify God. Any relationship that Jesus won't be in. Any relationship that takes you away from peace or takes away peace from you. Any relationship that your spiritual leaders, your family, your friends, your loved ones are not comfortable with. Those are what we call ungodly relationships. Relationships that violate the word of God, that, that just pull you away from God. All right, so if you look at that scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Meaning that when you are fulfilling the desires of the flesh, you are no longer walking in the spirit. Yeah. Meaning that you are pulled away from God. So an ungodly relationship is a relationship that makes you fulfill the desires of the flesh. And the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now, this is a very important conversation how do we walk in the spirit what stops us from walking in the spirit what what can we do to make sure that we walk in the spirit can you come into the conversation um like you've mentioned um walking in the spirit and and, and you you rightly said that i mean as the scriptures talk about and if you do, if you if you do not walk in the spirit you will fulfill the desires of the flesh and what we find is that the flesh is always wanting to push its own agenda. Mm -hmm. It's always wanting to to um, be in the fore because it's maybe like what it's it's readily available. It's what it's we experience every day. And so there's that um, um, conflict where if you are not tuned to your spirit, if you are not, if you're not even aware that you're a spirit being first and foremost before you are your body or before you are all the other things, I mean in terms of your flesh, um, and to really know that there's more to you than just your feelings. There's more to you than just the five senses and the things that you pick up. That you are a spirit being and that you need to know that you have a spirit and to know how to nurture that spirit and to know how to align to your spirit, to know what is, um, what is required by the spirit, to live a, a, a life that is led by the spirit. And yes. of course, that is only through knowing the word, knowing um, um, the, the scriptures, knowing and having a relationship with God. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, maybe some people don't, don't understand what is the flesh. Okay. You know, when the Bible talks about the flesh, like in that particular scripture, scripture. that says, walk in the spirit and you not fulfill the desires of, of the flesh. The flesh yeah. What is the flesh? Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about the works of the flesh. So what is the flesh? The flesh can be uh, used to describe the physical body, but it, that's not the definition in this context. The flesh is uh, the unrenewed mind. Mm. The unrenewed mind that is not consistent with the word of God. That's the flesh. So the tendency of the, the, the soul and the body to, to be antagonistic to the word. That's what the flesh is. So, so the, when the Bible says the desires of the flesh... Mm. Um, it's, not, it's not just necessarily the desires of the body because the body has legitimate desires. The body desires to sleep. Okay. So sleeping is not a work of the flesh. Mm -hmm. However, sleeping can become a work of the flesh if you oversleep. If all you do is sleep, wake <laughs> up in the morning and then go back to sleep and just continue sleeping and you're not going to work, you're not, you know, you're, you're, and there are people who are like that. 
and they're just lazy and just sleeping. That's now, you know, um, because the they are no longer in, they are no longer aligned to the spirit. So it's mm -hmm. now the work of the flesh. I'll give another example. Food mm -hmm. is a desire of the flesh. But there's nothing sinful about food. I mean, to in be itself, hungry, yeah. to eat, it's not sinful. It's, it's, nourishing a, for the body. it's important yeah. to feed the body and, you know, take care of the body nutritionally. However, when someone now, you know, gives into the desire for food mm. to the extent of now overeating and it becomes gluttony and it becomes, you know, it's a sin now. So, so the, that excessive desire to eat and there's no longer there's no, there are no longer boundaries there are no yeah. controls there's no longer moderation it's now controlling yeah. you mm -hmm. then it's become a a problem it now it's now a work of the flesh mm -hmm. so the same way you know there's a bodily desire for sex mm -hmm. um but, the, but there are parameters that are set in the in the word of god Around for how, how you are supposed to you know engage, uh, engage that desire and fulfill that desire and explore that desire so when that desire goes outside of those parameters, it's now the flesh. Yeah. So, so when the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, it's talking about when the flesh wants to do things that the spirit does not want. Yes. The flesh wants to do things that are not allowed by the word of God. Then there's a problem. So, so, so the only way to control the flesh and not go with its desires is to walk in the spirit so what does it mean to, to walk, walk in the in spirit, the spirit yeah. to walk in the spirit means to uh be filled with the holy spirit and be led by the word of god to be filled with the holy spirit and be controlled by the word of god that's what it means to walk in the spirit because the word and the and the spirit of god are one, are one yeah. the, so when i obey the word and i am filled with the holy spirit i i am walking in the spirit okay so walking in the spirit is basically obeying the word of god while being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. So so it's, it's something that every believer is supposed to strive to be filled with the Spirit all the time. When you're not filled with the Spirit, you have a tendency to, to pander to your flesh. Mm -hmm. And the flesh is irritable. The flesh is touchy. The flesh is, gets angry. The flesh, you know, and sin comes from the flesh. So, so when you're not filled with the spirit, you pander to the flesh. And that's where you, you know, miss God. That's where you do things that are ungodly. That's where you, you know, ungodly things come out of your mouth. Ungodly, you know, attitudes come out of your, your demeanor and so on and so forth. So, when a believer does not take time to nurture their spirit, mm. does not discipline themselves to be filled with the spirit, what does it mean how do you get filled with the Spirit? You know, um, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take it for granted that you, you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's a blessing that every believer should, should desire. It's a gift that every believer should desire, okay? Uh, being, filled, being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, when that has happened and you speak in tongues, being filled with the Spirit requires you to pray in the Holy Spirit enough that you feel it you feel i don't know how to explain it you feel full of the spirit and mm. uh, when you're full of the spirit you you know it you know that's what happens when you pray in, in tongues when you spend time praying in tongues you stir up yourself mm. the bible says build up yourself in your most holy faith praying in the holy spirit so when you pray in the holy spirit you are filled with the spirit 
and then when you are now filled with the spirit and you are you are living according to the word that's what it means to walk in the spirit Mm-hmm. And and Bible says when you're walking in the spirit, you will not fulfill mm-hmm. the desire of the flesh. So the flesh has desires. The flesh is crazy. I'm telling you, the flesh is so crazy. Uh, and and wants you to do things that are inconsistent uh, with the spirit of God. Wants you to do things that are not aligned. So so when you allow that, you end up making ungodly decisions. So if a believer feeds their flesh most of the time it's it's evident that they're not going to be able to obey the promptings of the spirit talk about it how what do believers do that cause them to be filled with the flesh i mean uh, to 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 feed the canal nature to feed the fleshly nature what what are what are the things can can we uh, gain some light on that um um we're talking about um what does an um, what does a, what does a believer do to pander to their to, flesh to their flesh mm, to feed the and, kind of nature yes yeah and, and one of some of those things would be that you are i mean if you are not praying if you are not really praying or studying the word you won't even know what the word says and because you don't know what the word says you are likely to get your your not or your understanding from um, other things, possibly books or other people or relationships or things you actually pick up from from the, from from movies or from or books or from wherever you get your instructions outside of the word, and because you get your instructions out outside of the word, you will pander to those things, and those things will flow out because they, you don't have anything else that gives you the the, the parameters to walk in. Mm. You will pander then therefore to the things that seemingly you know maybe from other people's relationships so it's things that involve um not not studying the word not praying not um seeking to know what is the right way to run relationships to actually seek to know what is the right way, what is god's design for running relationships and if you are not trying to know that then you would be um yeah okay following other things yeah all right so so um a believer who spends time watching carnality on the internet or on the television, um, you're watching certain movies, you're feeding yourself with pornography, it, it, there's no way you're going to be able to walk in the spirit. Yeah, you because you're, you're absorbing this. Whether you, whether you realize it or not, mm-hmm. you are absorbing the values of the things that you're picking up. And when you need to, when you need to act in a particular way, those are the things that will come out because those are the values you have imbibed. Those are the v- values you you subscribe to, as it were. You, I mean, you intentionally mm-hmm. subscribe to them, and so therefore you will only be able to bring out those same things. Yes, the Bible says uh, those that sow to the flesh will out of the flesh, of the flesh reap corruption. corruption. Yes. So there is a there is a there is a, a reaping. Yes. For the things that you are investing in, because Exposing to sow means to sow means yeah. to invest. Yeah. So if all you did was to soak in data from worldly magazines, mm. from worldly movies, you know, from pornography, from you know, very fleshly things, and that's what you're soaking in, and you're feeding yourself with that, you can't when you can't walk in the spirit easily. Because you have not fed your spirit. Your, your yes. spirit is starved. Mm. You know, the, the spirit is starved. You know, somebody made that illustration of two 
two dogs in a dog fight. Now, I do not subscribe to dog fights. It's very cruel. So I'm just using this illustration. Um, but, you know, dog fights are very cruel. Please let me say it again so that you hear it. Dog fights are very cruel. Human beings are not supposed to stage dog fights. But there was a, a, a there's this illustration of um, a man who comes to a dog fight with a, with a, a very ferocious dog. Mm. And they say to him, how are you going to, you know, what, predict the outcome of this fight? He said, this dog is going to win. They say, how do you know this dog is going to win? He said, it's very simple. It's very simple. Starve the other dog, feed this one. Okay, he brought the two. He brought the two, yeah. Okay. This one, starve this one. Make sure this one doesn't eat. Oh, so yeah, and then feed this one. If this one doesn't eat for two days or three days mm -hmm. before the fight, you, you can predict who is going to win. Yeah. Because this one has energy, this one has aggression, this one is weak. It may be a very powerful dog, but because it hasn't been fed for three days, it doesn't have the energy for the fight. The same thing that happens when your spirit mm. is fed, your spirit has the energy to contend, to contend and win the battle over the flesh. But oh, yeah. if you feed your flesh and starve your spirit, your flesh will win. Mm. Your flesh will win all the time. Every desire of the flesh. You will, you, you, will, you, will, you will follow into it. You will mm -hmm. follow it. And that's what has made believers, godly people, end up in ungodly relationships. Because it starts with one ungodly act. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you feel you know, bad about it. And then it leads to more ungodly acts. And then before you know it, you are soaked in ungodly acts. Mm -hmm. So that relationship becomes ungodly. Because you have, you are, you have made a, you know, you have a, made habit. a habit of it. Because yeah. you, 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 you. And can I say something? Indulging in the flesh can be pleasurable. The Bible talks about the, the pleasures of sin. Mm. Sin can be very pleasurable. Mm. But it's pleasure that leads to death. It's pleasure that leads that to... Corrupts. That corrupts. Yeah. It's, the Bible talks about sinful pleasures. Mm. So, so it's pleasure that corrupts. So make no mistake about it. Indulging in the flesh can be pleasurable. It can very be pleasurable to the flesh. Yeah. But okay. but very detrimental to, to the, the spirit. spirit yeah. Your spirit is dying slowly every time you indulge in the flesh. You are killing your capacity to commune, to. your capacity to hear from God mm. because sin numbs yeah. the spirit. Mm. Sin dulls your spiritual senses. So so you're not hearing from God. Let me let me say this. Every time that a believer ends up in an ungodly relationship, can I tell you something? Somewhere on your journey to that ungodly space, the Spirit of God could have been warning you. In fact, he, sh he was warning you, but you I didn't mean, hear. Yeah. You didn't listen. Yeah. He was you know, trying to help you uh, avoid falling into that ditch, but mm. you didn't listen. And the reason why you didn't hear is because your flesh was so loud. Mm. You've been feeding the flesh. and, and, and We are getting dull. In yeah, the spirit is now dull and lacking sensitivity. So it's not able to pick up what the Spirit of God is saying. Listen, you don't hear God in your flesh. You hear God with your spirit. Mm. And, and because God, God interacts spirit, with your spirit. Yeah. God is a spirit. So it interacts with your spirit. So, so when he's speaking to you, your sensitivity is so low because you've been mm. indulging in the flesh. So you can't hear him. And that's what the enemy uses to mess you up and bring you to a place where you are making decisions that do not go well with your destiny. Yeah. So stop feeding the canal nature. Everything you watch on TV, you are feeding yourself with something. And this is one thing I know. Movies out there, everybody has an agenda. People are trying to push one agenda or the other. 
Everybody's pushing their own agenda through the movies they make. And if you're not discerning, you are subconsciously ab absorbing these values and absorbing these agendas. And they are now in conflict in your, in your, in, inside of you. So when the Spirit of God is trying to tell you what to do, your flesh is shouting, don't mind it. Mm. You know, don't mind it. And you end up going with the flesh and they end up in ungodly spaces and ungodly circumstances. And these things hurt you. These things yeah. hurt your future. These things hurt God's plan for your life. These things mess you up. You know, actually create, it could actually create a detour and it could be a long, long detour. It's a big detour. Before you, you are yeah. able to come back. And sometimes you come back with scars. You come back with all kinds of at, um, baggages that you didn't need to have, have. And then you have to overcome that. You have to go through so much to be able to come back to yourself and really get back on the track. And, and it usually is a lot of time wasted. Yes, exactly. Time, exhaustion, um, emotional, financial. Also, and and you know sometimes people come back with diseases. Look at look at that prodigal son. Mm. Remember him? Yeah. You know he he pandered to his flesh, and left home. Mm. And then the Bible says he spent his life on riotous living. He was in the flesh with women, with prostitutes. He ends up in a pigsty, and then he ends up with rags. He ends up with rags because when he got home, he was wearing a rag. Mm. That's what, what happens when you pander to the flesh. You end up with rags. And there are, there are people who are wearing rags right now. And, and the Lord will have us strip you of those rags. The rags, you know, uh, speak of shame. Mm. You know, when, you're, when, when someone is dressed in rags, it's shame. Or the opposite of dressing rags is, is to wear very gorgeous apparel. apparel. And gorgeous apparel speak of glory, speak of honor speak of respect when you see someone dressed you know gorgeously there's a respect that that goes with it and when you see someone a hobo on the street with rags they don't have honor they don't have much respect people don't even allow them to to come and sit next to them because they feel like they smell or they they're just not clean so that boy came back with rags that's what happens when you indulge in the flesh you come back with rags Mm. so don't say it doesn't matter i will ask god and he will forgive me yes he will forgive you but sin always leaves a scar sin leaves a scar sin has consequences so so you don't want those scars you don't want those consequences so that's why you 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 got to feed your spirit starve your carnal nature feed your spirit it's not being overzealous it's actually a survival and a a thriving strategy feed your spirit you know listen to good teachings today thank god for the internet my goodness the internet is now full full youtube is full of all the preachers on the planet everybody has a youtube channel find the good ones who are teaching good word there's enough spiritual resources mm. for anybody to grow on their own yeah. without even you know going through a formal discipleship process that just engaging feeding yourself with good stuff on the internet. I mean, look at us. We have been preaching on the goodness of God and we've done 100 episodes you know, on the, on the masterclass. And then on Sundays, we've been preaching on the goodness of God for the last 14 months or 15 months. That's a lot of resources that somebody can actually you know, become a matured believer just listening 
to the teachings that are on the internet. I mean, I'm, this is me. This is our ministry, the material we're putting out. Other ministries are there putting out material. It's all available there for the, you know, for free on the internet, on YouTube. You know, mm. Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, you know, uh, jo Pastor Joseph Prince, Pastor Andrew Womack. You know, great teachers, Andrew Furley, they, they have good resources, you know, on the internet. Pastor Tim Grage, my dear friend. People, I mean, we're putting out good resources on the internet. You need to feed yourself and, and starve your carnal nature. So that when temptation comes, your your spirit is strong enough to say no to your flesh and you win. All right, that, that, let's take, take a, a, break. a quick a, yeah. a break. Um, there's a message we have, and we'll come back after the, the break to talk about what we have in store for to, tomorrow, Saturday the 21st of November. Let's take a break. Hi. I am a student of relationship. I've studied the subject for almost 30 years. I see some relationships that are healthy. I see others that are not healthy. I ask the question, what makes a healthy relationship and what makes an unhealthy relationship? Can a relationship start healthy and then become unhealthy? Can an unhealthy relationship be changed to become healthy? My name is Chuck Sugohe. I will be hosting an online relationship seminar on the 21st of November at 4 p.m. and where we're going to be discussing healthy and unhealthy relationships. I have done relationship seminars, conferences, and workshops for almost 30 years. I have seen things that will benefit you on Saturday, the 21st of November. I want you to register. The details are scrolling below. I want you to register. I want you to tell a friend. I want you to gather your friends. Let's come and learn how to make relationships healthy and how to avoid falling into unhealthy ones. I'll see you Saturday, November the 21st at 4 p.m. online. All right, welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome back. Now, now we have a relationship seminar yes. tomorrow. Yeah. And we are teaching on healthy relationships versus unhealthy mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, now this seminar is for married people. This seminar is for single people, engaged people, complicated mm -hmm. people, a, in anybody who desires a relationship or is in a relationship. This seminar is for you. You know, and we're trying to help shed light what makes a relationship healthy? Yes. Many people have marriages that are not, they don't have a healthy relationship. And they don't even know what is ailing them. They don't mm. know the components that is making their relationship unhealthy. Mm. We're going to be shining lights on, on, that, on that subject tomorrow. If a relationship is un unhealthy, how can we adjust it to make it healthy? Yes. You know, if a relationship is, is healthy, is it possible for it to degenerate and become unhealthy? We're going to be dealing with that tomorrow. Um, it's a free seminar, but you need to register. Yes, yeah, so we can uh, get the details. The details the for registration, where, where can it be found? Um, it's, you have to, the, the link that was on the, on the video, which was bit.ly, I delight um, November 20, no, I delight 2020 November. That's the details for registration. Um, so you just go click on that and, I mean, put that on the, on the, on the, um, on Google and you'll be able to get to the registration page, yeah. That's or how to register. Okay. All right. Or you can send a, a, or you can also send a message to the number on the screen, plus two seven, 
8142 yeah, and we'll be able right. to help you. So the number on the screen is you also... Can, you, you can, can use can, it for registration. Yeah, yeah, the yeah link it's will a WhatsApp, to you. Send a WhatsApp yeah. message to that mm -hmm. number, plus 27814210835, and say, register me. Just say, register me, and we will, you know, uh, get back to you. The team is on hand to help you um, register, and it's for free. It's 4 p.m. tomorrow, South African time, 4 p.m. Yeah. tomorrow. Anywhere you are in the world, you can join in 4 p.m. GMT plus 2. Um, so if you can just uh, trace your timing, GMT plus 2. We are mm. on at 4 p.m. GMT plus 2. And we're going to be sharing all of that wisdom. Um, I think it should be about a two-hour seminar. Um, there will be a break. And then there will be a question and answer. So there will be two, two, two parts to the teaching and a break. And then we come back with the question and answer. I'm looking forward to an awesome time as we engage. All right, let's finish our conversation. Why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships? relationships? Why do godly people end up in ungodly relationships? All right, we talked about feeding the carnal nature instead of feeding your spirit, allowing your flesh to rule you and control you and control your decision making, mm -hmm. and you end up, you know, pandering to the flesh. Okay, now let, let's talk about um, worldly relationship models. You know, modern relationship models and paradigms that people are, are engaging in and they end up in places where the word of God doesn't want them to end up. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, these days there are all kinds of relationship models that are being um, purported and people actually find themselves in it because uh, people have not um, come to terms or understand or really know the guidelines that the Bible has given to us in conducting relationships. And so people find themselves in, in, in all kinds of um, defined, or I mean, newly defined um, um, positions. I mean, you have what they call situationship, where people just um, are not defining their relationship, but, they, but then they're hanging on to each other, but they're not defining it, and they're not quite letting each other know what the future is about the relationship and so people find and of course when it is just prolonged without a definition people get into th then it becomes ungodly because there's no definition there's no it's not being um, weighed according to the word of god so obviously they will pander to the flesh and of course it becomes ungodly so there are all kinds of relationships out there that people are also picking up from like we've mentioned before the things that people are feeding themselves on from tv from movies from what we see in soap operas and all of that and people are picking up even from um even sec secular not outrightly um bad um um, talk shows. People are picking up values from there, and they are thinking it's okay to engage so long as we are. We uh, people are have, have defined that we are in a relationship. Then all things is allowed in that without defining it beyond that and knowing what the Bible talks about a relationship. And what should happen in, in in a godly relationship? Okay, so 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 let's let's you know people do one night stands. Are believers supposed to do one night stands? No. Those kind of models, if that's what you think a relationship is, you know. Um, um, <laughs> I, somebody came to us once and um, she was pregnant. And I said, you know, um, how, how did you arrive here? He said, no, I'm in a relationship with the guy. Mm. I'm in a relationship with the guy. So I'm, seeing, I'm asking, you know, so your concept of a relationship is that there has to be sex. So many believers don't even know yeah. that I can relate with somebody of the opposite sex and not have sex. 
for some people, the only way to relate with the opposite sex is for there to be sex. Mm. Now, something is wrong with that. People carry that and bring it to church. Some people carry that and bring it to church. So a relationship must have sex. Something is wrong with that. Mm. In the Bible, the Bible teaches us that sex outside of marriage is fornication, is, is wrong, wrong, wrong. The only space, where according to the Bible, mm -hmm. where sex is legal, where sex is allowed, where sex is a blessing, is in marriage. Yes. Outside of marriage, sex is not, it's a curse, it's a bad thing, it's, it's, it's a sin, it produces harm, it produces hurt. But now the world tells us, oh, you know, thoughts, yeah. two people, uh, if they feel good, they can have sex, there are no strings attached, and believers are picking up these paradigms, and believers are practicing these things. Now, these are the things that produce ungodly relationships. These are things that end you up in places where you don't want to, with heartache. Listen, you can't be wiser than God. Yeah. There's a reason why God says, leave sex for marriage. And if you choose to disobey him, you know, he's never stopped anybody from disobeying. You will disobey him and you will suffer the consequences of the disobedience. Adam and Eve chose to disobey. God allowed them to disobey. Mm. And they suffer the consequences of their disobedience. So, if we, are, if we are not going to learn what godly relationship models are and stick with those models, we're going to pick up the things that come from the world. And can I tell you something? There are devils out there that mm. are trying to push down some of these models and these paradigms down our truth. You know, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a couple that started a radio show where they're advocating for open relationship. And they started a movement here in South Africa, heard about it, where they're adv advocating for open relationship. People are married, but they are open to have other sexual partners so far as there's mutual consent. What kind of nonsense is that? And some believers are picking up on these things and saying, well, if the couple feel okay about it, then it's okay. No, it's not okay. Our lives are supposed to be ruled and yeah. regulated by the, the word, word of God. God. Yeah. If you're a Christian, the word of God should be the final authority in your life. Don't, don't say, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's just a little sin. No, it's not a little sin. There's no sin that is little. All mm -hmm. sin produces death. Mm -hmm. that, oh, the wages of sin is death, the Bible tells us. So, so don't say, you know, oh, the blood of Jesus has covered all my sin. And some people are using, oh, I have grace. The blood of Jesus. Can I tell you something? It's true. The blood of Jesus has covered the, the sin. So with, 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 with respect to God, mm. the sin issue has been dealt with. Mm. But Satan needs you to sin so he can finish you. <laughs> sin punishes you because sin in itself has consequences. It's mm. not coming from God. Sin in itself has negative consequences. You know, you know, Jesus will heal somebody and he will say, go and sin no more so that a worse, mm. a worse uh, sickness doesn't come upon you. <laughs> sin produces consequences. Jesus acknowledged the same. Mm. Okay? okay, um, okay. Yeah? yeah. How can we talk about um, what then, sh how should a relationship really be? Because we, have, we probably have people out there who don't really know what and how should a relationship really be conducted i know we've mentioned around um, the parameters or the or the, or the um the, the what do you call it the boundaries the boundaries yes that's the word i'm looking for the boundaries but how uh, what uh, how should the relationship really be conducted all right so before you are declared husband and wife in front mm -hmm. of witnesses 
in your family, a minister of the gospel who is, you know, licensed or authorized to conduct marriages. Yeah. You are brothers and sisters. You are a brother to that sister. She's a sister to you. Yeah. How do you treat your brother at home? Mm. How do you treat your sister at home? That's how you're supposed to treat one another. Until you are officially declared man and wife, you are brothers and sisters. So your relationship is supposed to be conducted the same way you will conduct a relationship with your own blood brother or your own blood sister. I know some families are pervert, pervert very perverted, where there's incest and all those kind of things. No, those are not the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about normal people. You, you have a sister at home, you have a brother at home. How do you relate with your brother? How do you relate with your sister? That's what you're supposed to do in the church. We're supposed to treat each other with respect. respect. We're supposed to treat each other with honor and, honor. and, 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 and consideration. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to serve one another in the body of Christ. We love to... each other with the love of Christ. Yeah. It's... Also, the, I mean, the period, the time in which you... Sorry. Yeah, come here. And also the period in which you are actually working towards... Uh, a, 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 I mean, a commitment in terms of marriage. That period you're supposed to be a time of you knowing each other, getting to know what your values are, getting to know if you are actually going in the same direction as in your, your, your destinies are aligned, getting to know how each person behaves and learning how to be friends. It's supposed to be a time of learning how to be friends. Yes. A time of just um, engaging and just knowing what, what our values are, what are the things that we would love to do. Growing. It's supposed to be a time where each person is That's supposed right. to encourage And then you the don't put yourself person. in conditions or situations that tempt your flesh. Yes, uh, that's all part of it because you have to. Be, but and part of it is also hold, holding each other accountable, helping each person to arrive at where you want to arrive at, which is a relationship that is built on the word of God. So, uh, being accountable to each other, strengthening each other, praying for each other. Maybe even being accountable to somebody outside of your relationship. Oh yes, it's all mm -hmm. part of it's all part of conducting it. that relationship, having people around you that can be mentors. Or, you know, actually a time of just getting to grow. It should be a time where I haven't met the person and saying we want to develop a relationship. Between the time and you should see a growth in your life. You should see a growth towards the things of, I mean, in, in terms of your, your growth in the, in the Lord. There should be growth in your life. Not you being pulled back and the things that you had actually um, developed competencies or as it were, developed a, a discipline about. Now you're losing all of them. So it should really, those are the things you should look out for as you conduct that relationship. And really build a friendship. And so that when you get into marriage, all of that basis gives you a foundation to actually build appropriately. There is a problem with premature sexual exposure. Yes. It, it, ruins, it ruins what you are trying to build. Mm. You, your, your season of data collection, which yes. is what dating is supposed dating, to be. Yeah, someone, supposed yeah. to be data collection, where you're getting data about this person, finding about them, trying processing to see. Processing the data. Yeah, processing <laughs> it. You know, is this person what I'm really looking yeah. for? Does this, you know, do, do, we, do we connect? Do, do we, we connect? Yeah. Do we gel? Are we moving in the, the same, same direction? direction? Are we yes. aiming for the same things? Because you can't work with someone you don't do agree with. Do I understand? With. I mean, like for the woman, do I understand what his vision is? Do I see myself in his vision? Does the man see that this person has come to help me? Can he see the part that she's going to play, as it were, in what it is that you're, 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 you're doing, doing with your life? With your life. So, yeah. so when we allow our flesh to come in, we, we model the yes. whole thing, and yes. we are not able to see clearly anymore. We are not able to think straight anymore. Sex is a big deal. And let's that leave leads it. You let's leave it alone. Godliness, yeah. Yes, let's leave it alone. Well, our time is, our yes. timer has just gone off. Our time is fast spent. I think we, 
we have um, dropped a few things and mm -hmm. helped somebody. I, I feel like someone has a question. If you do have any question, please leave your question on the comment section on, on Facebook. Or on you the comment can send section it to on the, to the number Yeah, or you can screen. send it to the number on the screen and we will try to attempt it. Well, not tonight because our time is finished. But we will do it next week. We will attempt them next week. So send us the questions. I feel someone has a question. So send the questions on YouTube, on the comment section. We will extract them Facebook. and we will, you know, or deal with them. I mean, you answer the questions on Facebook. We will extract them and then we'll, you know, attempt them next week. Or you can actually send them out via WhatsApp. Well, mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the relationship seminar. Yeah. Um, it will be tremendous blessing and insight. It's free. You need to register so you can get the Zoom login, login details, details yeah. um, so that you can log in and be part of uh, the seminar tomorrow. We look forward to seeing you. It's going to be very, very powerful. Um, God bless you uh, for my wife. Thank you so much. We will see you tomorrow. All right. Good night. God bless you. Why are you still single? Do you feel you're not ready yet? Do you say it's not my time yet? Have you made mistakes in the past and now you're stuck in a complicated situation? Or perhaps you've given up totally on the idea of marriage? Why not join Pastor Chuksogoye, author of The Amazing Power of Woman book, and his wife, Pastor Toyin, the founders of the Power of Woman Academy, at the next Single Ladies Bootcamp to explore and answer your questions. A big miracle could be waiting for you. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081 421